This is There Only Waves, Episode 2, Introduction, Part 2. I wanted to start today by talking about some of the feedback that I got from my first podcast. Thank you for everyone that gave me feedback. I appreciate it greatly. I think getting to recording the second podcast has been more challenging than I thought it would be. And I think a part of that has to do with how I recorded my first podcast. I did it all in one take, and it was me putting myself out there in a vulnerable way, which I want that to be a continual central theme for this podcast. And saying that, I'm really excited about the future of where this is going. One of my friends introduced me to something called the Podcast Fellowship, which I'm currently doing, which is all about podcast production and all the steps that you need to take in order to create a successful podcast. It's really wonderful. I've been enjoying it a lot. There is a guy named Seth Godin from NPR who is part of that school and I've really gotten a lot from listening to his lessons and also interacting with the other people on the online forums and the daily lessons that we're doing. So I'm excited to continue down that road with those people, and I hope to have a larger listenership with more and more podcasts down the road as I keep going along my journey. And I hope that all of you continue to tune in and continue to see my growth in this process as well. So I'm going to get back to where I was a year ago, which strangely is a nice contrast to where I'm recording today. I'm at a friend's beach house um, in the North Shore of Chicago, looking out onto the lake. And it's a gorgeous day here in Chicago. Gorgeous meaning it's sunny. It's also 39 degrees outside, but it's very crisp and a wonderful day to take a stroll. So I felt inspired by being in nature today and being next to the waves on the beach where I left you all off last time in Miami, which was much warmer this time of year last year. So... It's been almost a year, actually. Um, Actually, I'm thinking about this now. It's been 364 days since I was on that beach. So pretty much exactly a year. So that's where I'm going to start today. So after getting to Miami and watching this wonderful sunrise, I did in fact actually sleep on the beach for two hours. And when I woke up, I went to get brunch on Miami beach on the strip there and spent a day in Miami taking in different neighborhoods. I went to little Haiti, little Havana. I went to a mansion called Vizcaya, which was really beautiful. And eventually I drove up to South Palm beach where my aunt and uncle live and spent the night with them. And the next day we got brunch. Once again, I was on the ocean with the waves. And 
my aunt, who I hadn't seen the previous night, my uncle was waking, was awake, um, to greet me. She, um, was just a wonderful presence to be around as my aunt always is. And she asked me a lot of questions about what I've been up to since I had recently been divorced. And I told her about my travels and she was awesome because she told me if she was my mother that she'd be a lot more concerned about my safety um and but since she's my aunt obviously she plays a different role in my life but she said some really great things to me that day one thing was that i could be a chaplain on a cruise ship and i thought about it and it was something I didn't want to dismiss right away because all ideas can be good ideas. So I, I actually chewed on that one for a while. And then she said something to me about being a happy wanderer, which was kind of strange. I remember taking a note on it at that point of time because I was, I think, subconsciously thinking about this poem that I'd painted on this lantern. And... I was like, wow, thanks for saying that. Um, so those words really were resonating with me for weeks after that. And then she said one more thing that would be crucial for the development of this podcast, which was, you know, the things that I've been doing, all this travel, she said to me, have you been writing down what you've been experiencing? And I told her, no, I haven't been. But that planted the seed to maybe I'm I'm going on these trips I should be writing down what I'm doing as they are really a part of my journey and a part of who I'm becoming. And they're fun, and I'm seeing the world and eating everything in front of me imaginable and doing a lot of great things that were taking me outside of my comfort zone. And that was what really birthed what would happen next. So I spent another week and a half in the south traveling from florida to georgia to tennessee and eventually back home and had a lot of great experiences and stories that i could tell you right now but i'm going to pass on that (laughs) you'll have to maybe hear those later but i came home and it was april after being home for three days i got legally divorced went to court finalized everything and then I sat through, as every other Chicagoan did, the coldest April on record. So it was miserable. The weather here was terrible that entire month. It snowed multiple times. It was really not above 40 most of the month. And I was hating my life. I think the sadness of being actually legally divorced was setting in. And also, having been on all these trips and being back home, I found myself just sort of restless, um... So I got through things as I often just persevere through life. And there was one day that really stood out to me, though, at the end of the month, I had worked a shift at the hospital that I work at. And it was Sunday. So I was out in Elmhurst, Illinois, and got dinner with my aunt afterwards. And just not feeling my best honestly and I was thinking to myself a little bit tired because I woke up early for that shift and worked an entire day then had dinner and I was like well 
I don't know what to do tonight. Maybe I'll drive Lyft. And I was thinking in that moment, I hate my life. Why am I here doing the things that I'm doing? And I sat in that feeling for a while. I was sitting in my car with that feeling of life sucks. What's going on right now? And eventually, after sitting there for a while, I thought to myself, I had a lot of fun traveling. I'm just going to go see the world. And that was the little thought that I had that got me to drive lifts that night. Because I was like, I need something bigger than this right now because this isn't doing it for me. So that got me through my night and I kept working at the hospital and working at the hospice I'm working at and just doing things, just doing things that I needed to do to get by and make money. And at the same time, though, um, those those ideas that came up in my last trip about writing things down were really sitting with me because I started to write down, even when I went out to eat, just like, hey, I'm going to review this restaurant just for myself. I'm not going to post it on a website. I just want to record my experiences. So this led me to thinking about a blog. And by mid-May, I had created a web page, created this website for my blog and I began writing different things that could become entries for this blog and eventually one night just went out with a friend and we got some ramen and we went to a really cool bar in downtown Chicago and I thought you know what I'm gonna write about my experience tonight and make it a blog post and got that done really quickly and I've been practicing writing these reviews so it was pretty easy to create this post and really, you know, share my blog for the first time with the world. And this was late June by this point. So I was excited about life. Like I had been rejuvenated by creating this blog. I even went on a trip around the Midwest in late May. So, you know, there was a lot of things happening. Like I had around the same time stopped talking to my ex-wife altogether and that also created some sadness for me but I was looking at things in my life that were going well and that was really helping me and so in June at the end of the month right after I made this blog post I drove back to Mississippi for the second retreat of the year and that retreat would be also another pivotal point for me creating this podcast and the thing about this blog I was writing was obviously I'd been thinking about it for a few months and I got it started. And in thinking about that, I also had a different experience happen during this time where I found out about a contest for Wow Airlines, which is an Icelandic airline. And the contest was if you won, you would be going to their 38 destinations that this airline flies to and in each city you'd be making a vlog for them and the nice thing is your airline expenses are paid for your accommodations are paid for and then they give you a stipend to pay for all your entertainment and all your food so you can really experience the places that you're going to and they're paying for everything and then the best part is that they also 
pay for a friend to do all the same things. So you're not by yourself. You're with another person, which creates a fun vibe and was going to be for the summer. And I was like, oh my gosh, I found about this contest, strangely, around the same time back in late April where I was sitting in my car wondering, what are we going to do? And so I was like, oh, this is great. So I attempted to uh, create my contest entry, which is going to be a vlog of my city, Chicago. And unfortunately, I mixed up the dates of when this thing was due. So by the time it was due, I had not given the due diligence to really put this thing together. So I, I missed the deadline. I was angry. And at around the same time, my current roommate was trying to figure out what he was going to do for the next year because originally I told him let's get a condo together I mean I'm going to buy this condo and you can live with me and that wasn't going to happen anymore because in large part I'm like well if I'm going to go traveling the world sometime soon like I can't really own property or I could but it'd be kind of stupid so when he reached out to me to say okay it sounds like you're not getting this condo I'm just going to renew my lease but I wanted to tell you first I told him you know what I know I'm not getting a condo, but I want to live with you still. Let's figure this out. And that's how I ended up in Edgewater in Chicago. And so saying all that, I I was I had done this vlog or, or worked on a vlog that was a failure because I didn't actually put it together in time. But it began me thinking outside of just doing a blog, but also, okay, I could also do a vlog. And then other medium types came up in my head like a podcast so I'm like I could also do a podcast so backtracked go back to the retreat in late in late June so that was part of those three months between my last trip and then this trip to Mississippi again go on the second retreat of the year and first night I was there one of my friends told me that I could do a podcast. I should do a podcast. I was telling him about my blog, and he said, you know what? You have a great voice. You tell stories in a way that draw people in, and when you tell stories, you can go in a million different directions. Like, you mention one detail, and that one detail is his own 20-minute story. And so hearing his feedback to me was like, huh, like, I already had a little bit of an idea for a podcast, but someone just pointing that out in me without me saying anything to them about a podcast was really cool. And then later on the retreat, I did something called a clearness committee, which the clearness committee is a old Quaker tradition from the 1600s in which your community helps you to listen to what the Quakers call your inner light and really figure out what to do about an issue. So on the Center for Courage and Renewal Retreats, we talk about the inner teacher, uh, and it's a similar idea what I would call God, to really listen to that internal voice um, in order to discern a, a next step in your life process. So for me, I was feeling unsettled on the retreat, so I decided to do a clearance committee. And during that committee, I had two people with me. Um, I was the quote-unquote focus person, the person with the issue, and then the committee were the people that were helping me to discern and their job is very hands-off it's mostly mostly them asking me honest and open questions and so they began asking me questions after i explained my issue and their questions aren't leading questions they have no agenda 
but there was one question that was thrown out there in the first five minutes, which was, if there's anything you could do in your life right now, what would you do? And the first thing out of my mouth was, I would do a podcast. In that moment, I began to cry. And they couldn't see me crying. I was actually facing away from them. That's part of the, the committee is not making direct eye contact. And when I've done committees in the past, that was what I've done. I found to be very helpful in this case, too. So I had to tell them, I'm crying right now. Write that down, because they're taking notes of this process. And so that was a moment I would remember. So it was like these two things within a matter of days affirming I should do a podcast. And so I drive back from Mississippi up to Illinois, up to Chicago, but on my way, I make a stop in Champaign where I went to school, made some friends, and I went to go hang out with a couple friends um, on this night right before I went back to Chicago, and I surprised them. I told them, I want to go somewhere. I'm not telling you where we're going, but come with me. And I said, oh, cool, an adventure. And so... We get to the University of Illinois Arboretum, which was a magical place for me in the past. I remember going there almost 10 years ago now, and there were these lightning bugs that were lighting the space up. There was no lights. There was just these lightning bugs, so you could see them really well. And it was so cool. It was so magical. It reminded me of a laser light show. And I'm like, I want to show these guys this place. And sure enough, they'd never been there before even though they're from Champaign and when we got there and they began to notice lightning bugs they said is this what you wanted to show us I was like yeah and I still don't know how it happened but for some reason I began talking about uh, this poem um, which I want to give a, a correction on the poem name because last time I told everyone that the poem is called El Caminante, but it's actually Caminante No Camino, or Wander, There Is No Road. And so it was a time with these guys, and I'm explaining to them the poem, I explained to them where I learned about it from, I explained to them my interpretation of the poem, and one of my friends decided to start recording what I was talking about. And I'd, I'd mentioned earlier in the evening that I'm planning on doing a podcast and my friend with his phone I see him and I, I noticed I'm like he's recording me okay and so as I'm talking and explaining to them just about the poem and about my own spirituality in relationship to this poem I also mentioned about 10 minutes into the recording this is gonna be the podcast my friend kind of freaked out. He's like, oh, there's so much pressure now. And I was like, oh, don't worry about it. Like, let's keep going. And so we spent the evening recording what I thought would be the first podcast episode. Later on, decided to trash it. It was a little non-cohesive in some ways, but was great to listen to later on because I said a lot of things that helped me to really internalize some things that I'd forgotten about. I listened to it months later, and I was like, wow, there's a lot of great lessons in this thing for myself, let alone from my friends. And our conversation, like, one of the guys really asked me some great questions that kept me going and trying to explain, like, this is my spirituality, this is how I understand God. And it was really cool. So after that evening, kind of feeling inspired to be like, wow, this kind of immediately put flesh to this podcast. I was really excited when I got home. And 
summer happened. It was a great summer here in Chicago. Um, a lot of cool stuff happened. And eventually, I'd go and record this podcast at the end of August. So what happened between August and now was I clearly dragged my feet. And part of that had to do with something I wasn't even aware of. You know, it was September, it was October, November happens. I decided as I had lost a lot of hours at one of my chaplain jobs that I'm kind of lost with my career at this point. And so I decided to get a career coach and I started to have regular weekly phone conversations with her. And very early on, this podcast came up and I was super passionate about it. I talked her ear off about it and eventually it was like, okay, why haven't you nearly put this out there yet then? And, you know, I had some excuses like, well, I haven't figured out like RSS feeds and all the other things that you need to put a podcast into iTunes and to Spotify, all this stuff. And while that was true, it's like, mm, the real reason why is because I know once I put out the first podcast episode, I'm putting up more podcast episodes. And that was terrifying to me. I'm like, there is no way <laughs> that I am going to keep putting these episodes out because those are attached to my stories, which are vulnerable for me to share, and my opinions, which are also vulnerable for me to share. And I was not wanting to do this at all. I'm like, this is not going to be good um, because people are going to know who I really am and this is scary. But I realized this is the one thing more than anything else in life that I want to do, so I'm going to work on this. And it took me a while to figure out all the technical details to get it online so all you wonderful people can listen to this. But eventually, by early February, it was on the internet, on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Play Music, and I could advertise it, and people could listen to it. And it was amazing. And I got feedback, and some feedback I took a little hard, but in the long run, all feedback is good feedback, in my opinion. And this is a continually evolving process and that's why I love doing this because I'm sharing it with all of you and this is my passion. So that gets us to today, which is the end of March and it took me several recordings to figure out what is this thing going to look like, but I have gotten to a place where I'm like, you're listening to it right now. This is what I want to share with you in the second episode. Just that story of everything I just talked about and, you know, I, I mentioned this in the first podcast, and I'm transitioning now to what this podcast is going to be about. And it's about spirituality. It's about a little playing field. So no matter where you're coming from, my opinion is no one's opinion about spirituality is any better than anybody else. So if you're an atheist, great, please listen. Agnostic, please listen. Hindu, Muslim, Buddhist, please listen. Christian, please listen. Jewish, please listen. Anyone, I want you to listen to this. I want to talk about spirituality with you. Because for me, spirituality is a lens to see the world in a greater way, in a bigger way. And I know what it's like to be judged for your spirituality, to not be considered, to not have honest and open conversations about spirituality, and I really want this to be a community where everyone feels included and no one's feeling judged or looked down upon for having what might be seen, quote-unquote, as a lesser view. So 
if you're tuning in, I hope you enjoy what I'm saying and can continue to contribute to this evolving process known as their only waves. So now transitioning to talking about the poem a little bit, and because all of you are wondering probably what's with this poem, um, I would ask that question at least. So once again, title of the poem is Comandante Noa Camino. I want to give you the Spanish, uh, the original version of the poem first. And for those of you who know Spanish, you probably can interpret better than any of the interpretations I have found online. I'm an amateur at Spanish. So in Spanish, the poem is Comandante son tus ellas el camino y nada más. Comandante no hay camino, se hace camino el andar. El andar se hace camino y el vove la vista atrás. Se va la senda que nunca se ha de volver a pisar. Caminante no hay camino, sino estelas en la mar. So, a good translation of this I found was, Wander, your footprints are the path, nothing else. Wander, there is no path. The path is made by walking. Walking makes the path, and on glancing back, one sees the path that must never be trod again. Wander, there is no path, just your wake in the sea. And then the version I found when I was painting on my lantern in Taiwan reads very different. Well, it doesn't read too differently, but a little differently, which is this. Wander, your footsteps are the road. There is no road. The road is made by walking. By walking, one makes the road, and upon glancing behind, one sees the path that will never be trod again. Wander, there is no road. There are only waves. So, why this poem means a lot to me is when it was introduced to me three and a half years ago, it was a very different contrast from how I understood the world, understood God, because there's this whole discussion about making your own path, which is a foreign concept to me. You know, my understanding of God and the world was there's this pre-laid out path for you, you go on it, and that's it. And if you're wandering from the path in some way, that's a bad thing. So to say you're making your own path is like groundbreaking for me. It's a life changer. It's really important. And that last line that I have not found in any other translation, but the one in Taiwan was there are only waves, hence the name of the podcast. And it's crazy to me because, you know, there's other translations that are, there are only breakers, um, or there are only wakes. And this translation I found, Just to Awaken the Sea, there's some other translations I found like that, which I really also like. And it's interesting because that line, Just to Awaken in the Sea, is different than There Are Only Waves for me, because when I read There Are Only Waves, I think about good waves, bad waves. You know, I, I besides looking at waves right now, when I go running, which is every day, I get to see how the lake is doing. I went through winter, which was fascinating in Chicago. Not only was it cold, but the lake changed the entire time. Sometimes it was completely frozen. There were no waves at all. And other times it was coming out of a freeze because the temperature kept varying. So there would be these giant waves some days. And I and sometimes I'm like, yeah, my life feels like this. These giant waves are happening. These big events are just keeping on coming towards me over and over again. And life is hectic and crazy. And 
Other times, these small waves, I'm like, yeah, things are pretty chill. Or like, basically, there's no waves at all. Or sometimes there's crisscrossing waves and, like, there's just different currents going on. And all those things can be reflections for what's happening outside of me. So instead of seeing my wake in the sea, I see these waves that are not in my control but are affecting me. And while I affirm that, I think, and that's been a lot of my focus this year, is, like, you know, I got a divorce. I got to go through all these events, which... I didn't necessarily, you know, I did choose at some level, but, like, there was also just things that were outside of my control. And I think for me that's, like, really difficult because I'm like, I'm not in control of what's happening. But I I would see a lot of good things happen, too. And I think that was important for me, like, to go to Asia, go to Taiwan, Japan, Seoul, South Korea, to take multiple road trips to the south, to, you know, the Midwest, like, just going around my own region, uh, due to do a trip to New York and Philly, I did that in July. Like all these trips were so cool for me to be out on my own, to explore the world, and to have random events happen to me on those trips that were very much like this is God to me. This is awesome, um, and I think that is important. And it is true. It's always going to be true that you could say things about the universe are outside of my control, and things are just going to happen to me. And my belief about God is that. God takes all the worst things that happen in life and make them good. And that was something actually my career coach pointed out to me was that God's goodness is good because in the midst of the world being really crappy and bad at times, even those bad things can be turned into good things. And I really sincerely believe that. And I'm not going to make a moral lesson out of that, but for my own personal experience, that has been true for me. And so as much as I want to talk about those waves, I also want to talk about my own wake. And I think just to really actually go into the poem differently recently, looking at that translation, thinking to myself like, oh, like the waves, I'm making the waves. And I read that also as I'm responsible for my own life and my own decisions and I'm making this path. And that's beautiful because then I can control the path somewhat. Obviously, the things I can't control, but there's so much I can control that much, I'd say even most of my life, I haven't been aware of that fact. So that has been a really big revelation for me recently. And to sit on that, not just to be challenged with, of course, you're responsible for your own stuff. It's like, no, you really are. Like me telling myself that is really important. And the cool thing about this podcast and even the origin of the name of it is kind of looking at both of those ideas of I'm making my own ways. And yeah, there's also ways I can't control too. But either way, there's no path. I'm making the path. So it's a really strange bunch of contradictions together. But I kind of see the world like that. I kind of see spirituality like that. I see my life like that. And I think in trying to encompass an audience that I want to really have everyone listen to this, I know that's not possible, but this is supposed to be open to anybody. Um, I'm not trying to target a certain group of people. Obviously, if you're open-minded, that helps in listening to this podcast because as episodes go on, I know you're probably going to hear things you disagree with or that you might have an issue with. And so if you're not open-minded, this might be a hard podcast for you to listen to. But saying that, um, I do want to talk about nuance and I want to talk about things that are not black and white. I think we live in a very black and white society, and this podcast is about everything, every issue is nuanced, 
there's no simple answers and that's part of my life that's part of everyone's life and i think those that are honest with themselves will see that and that's an opinion that i have so i'm gonna get towards the end of this podcast episode today that's some feedback that i got was good was make shorter episodes (laughs) and i hope that you'll keep coming back and listening to their only waves um and you're going to hear more about my story. And I'm going to go back into earlier parts of my life. And I'm going to walk through my spiritual journey with you. That's where this is going. And my explaining my spirituality, the best I know how, is telling my story. So I'm going to go back uh, to high school next time, next episode that you listen to. And I'm going to begin to tell my story. And also be on the lookout for some breaks from me telling my story. I'm going to have guests on the show and... So you may not hear me every time talking about this journey, but that will be a continual theme that you'll be hearing in the months to come with this show and years, you know. We'll see where things go as their only waves. So uh, you've listened to Their Only Waves, Episode 2, Introduction Part 2. Looking forward to sharing with you again next time. Bye.